my name is Meg. Welcome to the Unedited Podcast. Thank you so much for joining me today. The goal of this podcast is to help you both develop and enjoy the habit of daily Bible reading and prayer. About 20 years ago, at a very low spot in my life, I was convicted to begin this simple discipline, and I looked up years down the road to see how God had used this habit to heal deep places in my heart and do incredible things in my life. And so over the years, it's really become my greatest passion to help others get to know Jesus through His Word and through His presence. Through this podcast, I'm hoping to help you see the Word of God with fresh eyes, to learn to slow down with your Bible, and ultimately to fall in love with Jesus and to fall in love with your Bible. So thank you so much for joining me today. I'm so, so grateful to have you. Hello, happy, happy, happy Friday to you. Hope you're having a great day. Today, I am going to share a very simple thought about training ourselves to be still. Last week, I was in a conversation and talking about Bible reading and prayer. And at some point during that conversation, I just heard myself say one of the major aspects of establishing the habit of Bible reading and prayer is training ourselves to be still. We live in a day and age where we constantly run here and there. We constantly have noise and we have to literally train ourselves to be still. And this morning when I sat down for my own quiet time, my daily devotions, I just really felt the peace of God and I felt to just sit with the Lord. Now, granted, I believe prayer, verbal prayer, is a massive part of a relationship with Jesus. Quiet time and solitude and just sitting with the Lord quietly and being still with him does not replace prayer. But I think this is a very important practice for us in addition to prayer itself. And... This podcast script is on the pages of my journals. I really felt like God just downloaded it into my spirit as I sat there with him. He just spoke in my thoughts, and I wanted to share this with you today. Um, Bible reading and prayer are not accomplishing. They're not something that we do to accomplish something. They're something we do to get to know him. And we have this world where there's constant motion, constant commotion, constant noise, and constant distraction. And being still and teaching ourselves to be still requires being quiet. Teaching ourselves to be quiet. It says in Psalms 46.10, and this is the verse that has just been coming to me over and over and over this morning it says be still and know that I am God and so we're not just being still just for the sake of being still we're being still and acknowledging that he is God and in order to be still we have to do a few things we have to still our bodies right our bodies are used to going 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 We have to still our environment. We have to be in an environment where there are few distractions. This is one reason for me personally, while 
or why morning is best. It's quiet and it's dark. I am a busy bee. I like to go, go, go. And it takes effort and work a lot of times for me to be still and be quiet. And a quiet environment goes a long way in that. We have to still our thoughts. So once we get our bodies still and we're in a still environment, we have to still our thoughts because they are constantly going. And we have to still our technology. Um, I usually sit on my phone so that it can't be a distraction to me. I can't see any notifications. I can't see any uh, time that the screen lights up. And so I think in this day and age, stilling our technology is huge. I actually refuse to wear my Apple Watch while I'm praying because I don't want to feel any buzzes. I don't want to know that there's other things going on that might pull me away from my time with the Lord. And so if we're going to learn to be still, we have to still our bodies. We have to still our environment. We have to still our thoughts and we have to still our technology. There is massive power in solitude. Um, It's throughout scripture. Men of God had times of solitude. We see Jesus withdrew from the crowd often to pray. And research proves that there is incredible power in solitude. You can um, just Google research on solitude. It is incredible um, in terms of mental health. So what are we told? Be still and know that I am God. And I know he's God. And just this morning, as I sat there with the Lord, I literally did not speak a word for a very long time. But I was just thinking of what it means to know that he is God. First of all, that he's high, that he's mighty, that he's ruling, that he is superior to me in every way. Last week, I stayed in a hotel. I was on, we were on the 17th floor, and as I was just looking out the windows, seeing how small people were just from the 17th floor of a Midwest city, God is high over all the universe, and I'm dust. He's so big, and just that sense of his grandeur knowing that he was God this morning just washed over me. When I know he's God, I know that he is my father. He is good. He's kind. He's benevolent. He is so good. Better than any dad we could ever dream of or we could have ever had. He is merciful. The Bible tells us that he's a merciful and faithful high priest. When I know that he's God, I know he is Jesus. It tells us in Matthew that he's Emmanuel, God with us, God robed in flesh. It says that a body you have prepared me, that he was the only begotten of the Father. That Jesus Christ was God in human form, fully God, fully man, to be our sacrifice, to be our salvation that he is Jesus, that he is the creator, that he's the one who spoke everything into existence, 
every last speck of everything that I see, all the beauty in creation was made and formed and fashioned by him. I love to just look out the window in my prayer time, in my quiet time, and see the trees and the grass and the flowers. And just think about the fact that no person has ever made one leaf. No scientist with the best technology could recreate even one blade of grass. And yet he spoke every single thing that we see into existence. He knit every human life together in their mother's womb. And he's grown it and matured it and preserved it throughout its course of life and of living Everything I see is formed and fashioned by him. When I'm still and I know that he's God, I know that he is sovereign. That he's in perfect control. I know that he's tender. That he's gentle. That he's loving and he's patient. I could talk for hours on the patience and the gentleness and the tenderness of God. I know he's to be feared. He's to be reverenced. When I know that he's God, I know that he's a miracle worker. That he makes a way where there seems to be no way. That he is the same yesterday, today, and forever. That he's the God who parted the Red Sea for the children of Israel when they had nowhere else to go. That he's the God who raised the dead who perform miracles of opening blinded eyes, that his hand is not shortened and that he has not changed and he still has all supernatural and miraculous capability. I know that he is two sides of the same coin, mercy and judgment. When I'm still and I know that he's God, I know that he is accessible in Jesus. It tells us in Hebrews that we can boldly approach the throne of grace or the throne to find grace to help in a time of need I know that he is the Holy Spirit he said I will I won't leave you comfortless I'll be with you and I'll be in you and that he is the comforter that he's a guide an onboard navigation system and when I am still and when I just choose to recognize that he is God I'm recognizing both his sovereignty and his goodness, his lordship and his friendship. And one thing we have to do in order to be still is to reject other thoughts and distractions. This morning as I was sitting there, I glanced over to my left and I saw um, my butterfly journal sitting there in my bag. It was the last journal I completed. And it is so crazy how my brain can go down a rabbit trail I started thinking about um, an event that we have next week with um, Kay Shock speaking, and I started to think about uh, a basket for her and started to think about stocking a fridge in the apartment she's staying in, and maybe I should contact It was literally so crazy. Here I am in just this beautiful quiet moment with the Lord experiencing his presence and his peace and I am suddenly thinking about 
literally 10 other things. And I had to use the steering wheel to steer myself back into his presence. And when I am still, I am aware of his presence. I am so small. And when I'm aware of his presence, I just sense that. So small that the Lord thinks on me. David said he stoops to men of low estate. And when I feel small, I have this recognition that he's in charge. He's Lord. He's in control. I'm not. I'm small and I'm weak and I'm inept and I'm incapable at my very, very best. I'm reading Ordering Your Private World, rereading Ordering Your Private World. I'm actually listening to it in Audible. I really, really recommend this book. It has been a major blessing in my life um, at different seasons. But I'm just going to read a little quote. He has a section on silence and solitude. And he said, Few of us can fully appreciate the terrible conspiracy of noise there is about us. Noise that denies us the silence and solitude we need for this cultivation of the inner garden. It would not be hard to believe that the arch enemy of God has conspired to surround us at every conceivable point in our lives with the interfering noises of civilization that when left unmuffled usually drown out the voice of God. One who walks with God will tell you plainly, God does not ordinarily shout to make himself heard. As Elijah discovered, God tends to whisper in the garden. God has a still small voice and God wants to speak in our thoughts. Now, I will say not every thought is from God, even if we are choosing to be still. Our human thoughts can inject. I'm sure the enemy is capable of still sending fiery darts as thoughts. But some of our thoughts will be from God. Now, his voice is going to sound like his word. We have to measure every thought against scripture. But there is something so beautiful about allowing God to speak and recognizing his voice in that still small way. And stillness itself fights panic. It fights fear, restlessness, anxiety, hurry, busyness, this fast pace of life that so many of us live by. David wrote, he leads me beside still waters. And there's so many times where we assume stillness cannot be productive we have to be doing and moving to be productive but stillness is productive and we learn God's presence again he speaks in our thoughts while we're there he reminds us of who he is and stillness is productive in the sense that stillness is restorative David said he leads me beside still waters and then he says he restoreth my soul and not only is still productive in the sense of restorative but stillness allows for reflection just as I sat there this morning I kept thinking of the lines from um, goodness of God all my life you have been faithful all my life you have been so so good with every breath that I am able I will sing of the goodness of God and it was stillness that made that reflection possible And if you think about walking by still waters, they reflect what's around them. The other night I was out for a walk and there's a pool near our house. And it was absolutely placid. It looked like glass. It was perfectly still. 
And I literally stopped and stared at it through the fence. It was so, so beautiful. And it was just reflecting the trees and the moon and the clouds. And I just, it was so peaceful. It was so beautiful. And when we still our souls in the presence of God, when we still the frantic pace of our lives to recognize his lordship and his leadership and our smallness, there's a reflection that's possible on his goodness, on his faithfulness. And stillness itself expresses dependence. Again, I don't have to feel like I have to constantly be doing it. And like I started off by saying, Bible reading and prayer are not accomplishing. They're not doing. They're not a duty. They're not a checklist item. It is intimacy. It's how I get to know God. And Mary sat at Jesus' feet and heard his word. And Jesus said she has chosen the best part. And sometimes I believe there is such an important aspect of our daily devotions of just sitting, learning to listen, learning to be still. Today, in lieu of an unedited entry, I'm going to read the lyrics of a Stephen Curtis Chapman song that came to mind this morning. It's called Be Still. Be still and know that he is God. Be still and know that he is holy. Be still, O restless heart of mine, bow before the Prince of Peace. Let the noise and clamor cease. Be still and know that he is God. Be still and know that he is faithful. Consider all that he has done. Stand in awe and be amazed and know that he will never change. Be still. Be still and know that he is God. Be still, be speechless. Be still and know that he is God. Be still and know he is our Father. Come rest your head upon his breast. Listen to the rhythm of his unfailing heart of love, beating for his little ones, calling each of us to come. Be still. That's Be Still by Stephen Curtis Chapman, just on my heart this morning. One of the things that I've noticed recently as I've been reading Leviticus is how many times God instructed his people to rest. And rest, like stillness, and I believe rest comes through stillness in many cases, but it states trust, it states dependency, it states smallness and weakness. And God can work. God is freed to work when I trust him, when I walk in confident and steadfast faith and trust. And God can work through vessels who are completely dependent on him. Yesterday, I was listening to a Nona Freeman sermon, and she was talking about how all we are is pipes. He wants us just to be pipes and conduits. He said, she said, we are vessels and he wants to knock the bottom out so he can flow through us. And rest states dependency and allows the goodness of God, the love of God, the word of God, the encouragement of God, the power of God 
and the spirit of God to flow through us. He has a still small voice and we have to learn to be quiet, to be still, to rest, to be unhurried, to hear it. So just a little reminder today to be still, to train yourself to be still. I'm training myself to be still. It doesn't come naturally. Be still and know that he is God. Thank you so much for joining me for this journey. I look forward to meeting up with you again next Friday. If you'd like to download a typed or a handwritten transcript of today's entry, you can visit megunedited.com. For now, go grab your journal and your Bible and sit still in the presence of God. Listen for his voice. I look forward to meeting up with you again next Friday. Have a great day. This is unedited. This is for you. Happy, 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 joy-filled Friday.